Okay, here we go. The Ben and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. Ben and Maggie Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last Go. <laughs> One time I was doing this thing in San Francisco and they were all gay uh, people in the audience, they told me. So I figured I'd do stuff about gay people so that they could relate. Because I went to this gay pride parade. And I saw in it there were these uh, old men and old ladies like with these uh, signs that said, we are proud of our gay son, you know? And so I was saying, that's an odd thing to be proud of, you know, because it's not an achievement, you know? It's not like something you work all your life to be gay or anything like that. And I, I just wondered, I just, I, I had a hard time believing that these 50, 60 year old men are actually bragging, you know, at work like they're, hey, uh, Bill, you know, uh, my kid, oh my God, we're proud of him, Johnny. He uh, graduated from Harvard, you know, a first in his class, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, now he's articling over at a law firm and, uh, oh yeah, he loves cock. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. That's what Dick Robinson used to, you know, that's what my, my, my radio idol, Dick Robinson, used to say. Everybody? He'd say, hi, everybody. Even if it was just you in the room, he'd walk in and go, hi, everybody. <laughs> he'd get home, his wife, hi, hi, everybody. She'd go, uh, yeah, I do a perfect Dick Robinson. Uh, it, only people it. in Connecticut would know That's all right. what Dick Robinson We have listeners like. in uh, Connecticut. Okay. He, he used to do a commercial for Railroad Salvage. Let's hear it. Hi, everybody. This is Dick Robinson from Railroad Salvage, Route 5 from East Windsor and Turner's Files, Massachusetts, where Ruby Fine says if he can't sell it for less, he just won't buy it. That's pretty good. Uh, this is episode, I don't know, 145, 146. Uh, I'm getting fed up with his shit. I think it's Someone's 145. Gonna, I'm going to take a guess. Somebody's got to nail it down so we can get it straight from there on in. I know. Ben? <laughs> What uh, is it, Ben? Brought to you. I don't know. This app says this is one forty-four. Oh, no, no, it's no, it's, it's one forty-five. No. I think we. I think you missed it. Yeah, it's one forty. Good thing we don't get paid by the you know the accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one forty-five or six brought to you by Shawshine Firearms and Gunsmithing of Bill Ricca. Yeah. ShawshineFirearms.com, 978-667-3060. That's 978-667-3060. And they are getting all geared up for hunting season. More on that coming up. I mean, it's huge season for those guys over there. Yeah, they have things that, uh, in fact, Shawshine has some guns and some ammo that a lot of places do not do have. Do not have, That's right. right. Also brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, featuring Dr. Matthew Lepresti and Dr. Robert Leonard with five offices in New England. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR for your free consultation. And they, uh, they'll give you the straight deal on your hair. Or just go to hairdr.com and look for my picture. And admire it. Like the one I am, I'm holding up right now. <laughs> with, all, with all the hair. That's right. Along with Bill Smith, our center-right fearless leader. <coughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Smith, my name is Bill Smith. <laughs> that's right. Here's where I live. That's oh, what happens oh, when you Jesus start Christ. drinking at 5 a.m. I know, man. Go ahead. And uh, Ben Kitchen. Now, Ben Kitchen, in German, Have you? did you memorize these last time I ran through these? I just know the Swedish one because no, no, it's hold your on. favorite. In German, kitchen is pronounced kuche. Kuche. <laughs> like charo. Wow. Kuche, kuche. Yeah. In Norwegian, it's kjakin. That's how you say kitchen in Norwegian. If you're ever over there. In Russian, it's kuchnya. 
in Haitian, and this is something you may need to know because a lot of Haitians are going to be moving oh, to yeah. your neighborhood right. very soon. I already live in Quincy. Quizen. Quizen? Quizen. That's, um, no, I said Quincy. That's where they Yeah, live. but in, it's pronounced in Haitian. Oh. It's Quizen. So you can tell the Haitian that you just hired, don't come out here while I'm watching this show. Go back into Quizen. <laughs> Or cuisine, if you want to screw it up. Maybe that's the root of the word. And in Swedish, of course, it's Ben Kok. Kok. That's right. K-O-K. Which sounds like a Thailand city of note. <laughs> ben Kok. Where are you from? Ben Kok. Well, there you go. I'm Michael K. Adams. <sighs> English and Irish by birth. <laughs> with just a lick of French. My mother's grandfather... Had a little French in him. Yeah. <laughs> he got licked by somebody who was French on French Lick, Indiana, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Larry Bird? That's right. And I don't talk about it much, the French part of my background, since ever since World War II. My mother my mother didn't didn't like that, that she had French in the background. But, but I'll tell you this. Every Bastille Day, yeah. I smoke non-filter cigarettes, and I refuse to shower. Oh. <laughs> Just to show. My Frenchiality. You don't shave your armpits or anything like that, do you? No, I shave. On, on, on Bastille Day, I shave other people's armpits, oh. yep, oh, which is a great nice. hobby. A, quite yeah. the skill, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you can get through like 10, 12 armpits without nicking or cutting a French person, they'll like you. That's talent. Now, just so you know, uh, because I get a lot of shit from people, you know, especially really? Massachusetts. Really? send you like, well, bags? There's a lot of liberal people, and I'm, I'm a centrist libertarian, okay? Yeah. Left wingedness and extreme right wingedness. Not no. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not on board with any of that. Okay. I, in fact, I voted for Democrats. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah. McGovern. I voted for him as a as a kind of an anti-war statement, and oh. no one liked Nixon either. Mm-hmm. I voted for an independent, John Anderson, in 1980. Why didn't I vote for Reagan? I th- I figured. I didn't know if I didn't know if Reagan was going to go. You know, he might have been a little too far right wing for me at the time. I thought I'm going to vote for John Anderson, and he got just enough votes to to pay for his campaign expenses. <laughs> I felt good about that, so I voted for one Democrat and one, and the rest. I think you probably know uh, who I probably voted for if I voted, right? Right. Okay. But I'm a social moderate, just so you know. I'm a fiscal conservative. That's why I lean a little right. But I'm a social moderate. You know, I believe in a safety net. Ever since my flying Walenda days. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got all bruised up. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Were we talking about names for a second? Can I just... Names. You, I, you mentioned that earlier when you came in. Can I digress into the name category a little bit? Because we went through Ben Kuchnik, uh, Quizen, Ben Cock and Coochie Cock over here. We went through all his his So names. What, what other names do you have? Yeah, do you let's, have let's move on from that. All right, hold on. <laughs> this is a, did you know that Smith is the number one, um, in America, the number one most popular name? My there, name is Bill Smith. There are more Smiths. It's number one. It's amazing, On the it? list. It's a big family. Uh, it, Adams is 42nd most common name yeah. in America. And... It's way, way down on the list. Yeah, there's uh, only like eight of us. <laughs> there's no, and you're all related. Not even. Yes. You're all related. Uh, so Smith is one. Here, but here's what I've n- noticed when I 
looked at this list online, and that's where I get all my information. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's where, I, where I've gotten every girlfriend I ever had to. Online. And none of them were named Kakuchin Chicken Chuchi Chuchi. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, What's the number two name? Just guess. Randomly guess. Johnson. Yes. Johnson? It is Johnson. Johnson. And then Bill Lee tells the story about Bob Veal, who he said pitched for the Red Sox for three years and never learned anyone's name, called everybody Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) He said, what's going on, Johnson? He didn't know any of his teammates' names. You know. Uh, Williams is third. Brown. Jones. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. As we have more and more, and you know how I love Hispanic people because they're... They're great people. It doesn't matter what country they come from. Let's hear that in Spanish. But there are so many Hispanic names that have made the top list of the top 50 names in America now. At number six, Garcia. Number nine, Martinez. Rodriguez. Number 10 is Martinez. So basically, Garcia would be the number one Hispanic name. Yes. Yep. In this country. Now, remember Sergeant Garcia, the fat sergeant on Zorro? Zorro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, let's let's play a little game here. All right. Let's play a little game. Oh, hold on. Let me get through the Hispanic people. Rodriguez (laughs) is nine. Martinez is 10th. Hernandez is 11. 12th is Lopez. 13th is Gonzalez. they They got spots nine through 13 totally locked in. At 22, Perez, 26, Sanchez, 28, Ramirez, 37, Torres, 40, Flores. Torres and Flores. That would be a great law firm, wouldn't it? Yes. And uh, Rivera is number 46. So here's what I'm, what I'm indicating by saying all this stuff is that pretty soon, I'd say in about 15, 20 years, yeah. all the top 10 names will be Hispanic names. I agree. And they'll all be the same names I just read to you. Yeah. Because there really are only about, I don't know, 30 or 40 Hispanic surnames, right? Aren't there? I just read them. I mean, is there anybody, can you name anybody who's Hispanic that doesn't have one of those names? There might be. No. There might be a few. <laughs> no, I, I asked you if you could name them. The answer is no. The answer is no, of course. Bob Ojeda. <laughs> <laughs> Look at He's Italian. All right. I'm going to name some of these names. You got to name. We're going to go around really fast, rapid fire. I'm going to name. Shit. No, I'm going to say the last name. You name somebody famous with that name. Okay. Okay. Ready? Smith. Joe. Who's Joe Smith? Joe Smith, uh, former number one overall. uh, Yeah, number one overall draft pick. He's the one, yeah. Purdue? That's it. Purdue. Purdue. This isn't going as fast as I thought. (laughs) uh, Johnson. Famous Johnson. Abigail. What? Rafer. How about Lyndon? Abigail? Who's Abigail Johnson? Mm-hmm. The, the idea is to name somebody famous. <coughs> My turn. Williams. Ted. Go ahead. Your turn. Brown. <laughs> Jim. It's his turn. Oh, Jim. Damn it. Jim. Jim's a good one. James. Jones. I'm pointing at you. Jones. Tom. Garcia. Jose. Sergeant. Wait, I, it's my oh. turn. Kareem. I'm not playing this. Kareem Garcia. Who? I'm Who not even going to play this game. All you right, guys no, no, can't no, keep even going, pay keep attention. Going, keep going. You got the attention span of a flea. Come on, man. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Miller. Steve. Very Dennis. good. The Space Cowboy, the Gangster Love. Davis. Jesse. Betty. Ray. No, Rodriguez. Tony. Julio. How about... Yvonne Rodriguez. There you go. Oh. That's even better. It's good. How about Ed? Oh, you said Eduardo? Eduardo, yeah. You said Eduardo Rodriguez? That's him. How about Aurelio? You know why Aurelio Rodriguez was famous? No. Every let every vowel in his first name 
Aurelio. A U E R. I mean, A U R E L I O. Every vowel. It's the only third baseman in Tiger history to have every vowel in his first name. <laughs> Taylor. James. Thompson. Ooh. Leah. Fred. Fred Thompson. He was on, wasn't he a senator or something? And he, he was yeah, on Law and yeah, Order. Yeah, that, was yeah. that was legit. Yeah, that's, okay, it, Bobby. It's a shit there pull, though. Bobby. Hey, thank you. Uh, Clark. Kent. Dane. Dick. <laughs> I just wanted to say Dick. Yeah. Uh, Robinson. Jackie. Frank. Adams. Mike. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Abigail. <laughs> that's pretty good. Eric. He's running for mayor of New York. Anyway, you know how that works. The name game. It's a fun game, isn't it? Yes. So we established that Smith is the number one surname in America. Yes. If William is the number five overall first name oh. in America, so that makes your name without question Man, the, the championship of commonality. Wow, look at that. And and I of course Michael is the fourth most popular name in America. Like Adams Doors is forty second. Five to one. And Benjamin is number forty um <laughs> what about Ben? Benjamin's like forty one. Uh, and cock as a <laughs> as a last name is very uncommon. K O K Cochran, yes. Mm. Cox, like Ben Cox, Courtney, but Ben relative. singular. They're K- all relatives. K O K Ben. It's all variations of my name. Ben in Swedish. Ben cock is <laughs> is very uncommon. <laughs> now, what if your name was Peter Cock? That would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? You get so many laughs checking into tough. every hotel. What? I know they, every they wouldn't laugh at your face. They would. Say, oh my God! You wouldn't believe this guy came in today. I want to take See a, that guy's name. Yeah. Just take a moment here to talk about guns because I I like guns. Oh, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny at uh, at Shawshank. Oh, he has his own music oh, now. Yeah, yeah, he's got his own theme. Shawshank firearms and gunsmithing. Sell it. Come on now. Your local friendly firearm shop. 12 Hadley Street in Billerica. Sounding good. Keep going. Billerica, where the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution is alive and well, and people still wear parachute pants. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Only when they go to the gun shop. No, I'm sure that Vinny's never seen people like that. <laughs> it's hunting season, and uh, Shawshank Firearms has a tremendous selection of hunting rifles and uh, of all different calibers in stock. Plenty of 12-gauge shotgun slugs in, in stock, too. Vinny says, they're hard to get. I'm quoting now. Yep. They're hard to get. I'm pretty sure nobody else has any. And please tell the hunters to bring in their guns for their preseason cleaning. Yeah. Love, yep. Vinny. Having the gun clean keeps it working perfectly. So if you're a hunter, you're going to find what you need at Shawshank Firearms in Bill Ricca. It's, a, it's not that. It's a short little ride from almost anywhere. It's worth a trip there. But you can call Vinny with your questions at 978 667 3060. I used to be able to do phone numbers on one breath. Now I got to go like this. 978 667 3060, which I call 3060. Yeah. Stop Saves uh, huffing gas pipes. Shawshank <laughs> Firearms and Gunsmithing is the quintessential stop for everything you need, whether it's cleaning, repair, ammunition, inventory, stock, new, old, pre owned guns. Yep. Uh, new new guns that have not been pre-owned? Fixes them, <laughs> adjusts them, cleans them. 
Yep. Look like new. I would say go to the website, check them out, or go to the store, check them out, or call them and check them out, one way or the other. It's, uh, what is it, Shawshine Firearms. And, and gunsmithing, or ShawshineFirearms.com. Dot com, right. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. I always forget what goes at the end. Yeah. Dot com. <laughs> and I hate when people come at me with a dot org, it's like I want to say, look, wake up and smell the coffee, genius. There it is. Dot com is where it's at. <laughs> dot org. I know. And you know what really pisses me off? What's dot that? net. Dot gov. Oh. <laughs> hey, I got your gov right over here. Gov. Come on, man. She creeps. Anyway. Shawshine Firearms. I didn't finish the commercial yet. Sorry, I'm not. Shawshine Firearms and Gunsmithing. Void where prohibited member FDIC. Not available in stores. Except at Shawshine. Except for Shawshine. Yeah, <laughs> your, vault, your results may vary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, if, if those of you out there think that sometimes this podcast gets a little bit, you know, I don't know, I don't know, feel like Ben, like Ben Cock over here. Yeah. I have a way to test your, your loyalty to the podcast and your metal and, your, and to also test your, uh, your uh, tympanic membrane. And that is second only to the Cars for Kids ad. This is, if you can listen to this for 22 seconds, you're a tough mofo. This is Yoko Ono. You got 22 seconds. See if you can do it. Are you man enough? Ready? <laughs> Go. Okay, that's enough. I can't go any farther. Put the Cars for Kids ad back on. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Now, the funny thing is, in Japanese, that means, John, no, don't, that hurts. <laughs> Stop. Stop it, John. Go back to bed. Oh, boy. Uh, I just want to make sure people... Now, if you're still with us after that, you, it's going to go way uphill from here. <laughs> it really is. Um, I got to... First of all, I have... Several stories for you. If you guys have any stories for me, I have nothing for you, Mikey, uh, except admiration and uh, and love. What do you think of that? Well, let me hear that story. Where'd you get all that admiration? <laughs> no, you don't have a story for us, Ben. I have crabs for you. Portable? Sure. Are they on ice? <laughs> Not currently. It's like, I, I, can I just tell you something? I'm a sh I'm not to be shellfish about this. But I love lobster so much. Yeah, I got to get myself back up to Joe Fish in North Andover. Joe Fish, you want to all go out there for it? We'll have a, a podcast reunion dinner. We'll get Jerry Thornton to come up, you know, and a bunch of guys. That's good. And we'll go up and we'll have giant three pound lobsters at Joe Fish in North Andover, and we'll record it live. <gasps> yeah, I'm just thinking about it. In fact, I'm thinking about lobsters so much. When I get up and walk out of here, I'm going to walk sideways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got a couple of stories for you. Ready? These news stories, yeah. by any chance? No, no. Well, they're, they're they're personal news. You know, thing is, if I get into the news, I, it always turns to a, like a political conversation. Mm, yeah. And people don't like talking about politics. You know, I'd yeah. rather have people not know. Uh. You know, that I voted for uh, George McGovern in 1972. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little afraid of what Biden's going, what's going on with him. I, you, I, the rest of the country is, too. You know, it's not just the Republicans. The yeah. Democrats are going, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Mm. 
It's a little bit scary. He's doing everything according to plan. Whose plan? Barack. That's what we want to know. The plan. Yeah. The man yeah, with plausible scary. deniability. By the way, I heard that a commercial again that irritated the shit out of me last week. Which one? The, the lady with the she's saying the the, the lar the lar offices of oh. Joseph and P. Cariglia. <laughs> I heard it again last night. I said, "Oh, again, it's still on." They didn't take it off. They didn't hear me talking about it on the podcast and remove it from the rotation. Oh, and and I re- I realized that she says the word L A W like she's saying the name of the of the. Uh, the cowardly lion, Bert Lar. She says, she says <laughs> the Lar offices. She, she call the call the Lar offices of Joseph P. Cariglia. There you go. Lar offices. See that? Look, it's a commercial. People see it on TV. Get it right, lady. Here's what happened. This is the genius behind that ad. She said that so you would complain, and in, in your complaining, you have actually promoted that law office. Yeah, but would you call a law? Uh, I would call a law office, but I wouldn't call a Lar office. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Couldn't even pay you to do it? Ben wants to recue that Yoko thing. I think he has a crush on her. Oh, God. That's a... <laughs> I'm sorry. The rumors are true. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I, last week I was telling you how I got in trouble, uh, like, starting in kindergarten. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll tell you You're an angry child. I'm going to tell you a seventh grade story that's going to be... And it'll tie into something really bad I did in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who was with me, but somebody, one of my friends in seventh grade, and and me, and I decided we were gonna we were going to a, a field trip, Forest Park Zoo in Springfield. So we bought X Lax, you know. I remember the old, you know, X Lax, right? And we went to the monkey cage. Oh no! And yeah, oh. and I was because they always throw your their, their shit at you, yes, like, and, all, like all monkeys, and their good aims. Too. And they're very well. It's a pra- they're very practiced. Yep. Um, I threw some x lax into the monkey cage. Somebody ratted me out. One of the kids who was watching Aww. ratted me out to somebody. And the zookeeper called called the school. <laughs> and Mr. Vincennes, who was the disciplinarian vice principal of Illingen. Sounds like a French dude. I have a refresher <laughs> question. What uh, what grade was this? <clears throat> Seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Do you not listen? No. I, I said mi- it tw- uh, twice. I missed that part of the story. That's okay. So uh, my phone just texted Oh, it's my wife. Yeah. She says, what time are you coming home? I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> Can't you keep making me tuna noodle sa- casserole? And call me later. Wow, listen to that. No, She's going to beat you up I'm when you kidding. get home. I'm kidding. She's the best. Okay, so what was I? Oh, yeah, x to the monkeys. Mm-hmm. I give the x to the monkeys in the world lab. <laughs> and then we took off. I'm thinking that whoever comes by in a little, about an hour is really going to get bombarded with stuff. <laughs> That, that was my thinking, but the zookeeper was to- told, and the zookeeper called. The f- <laughs> that's why Mutt and I didn't get along. Well, that's, keep going. They had a real shitstorm on their hands. So, I uh, I get to the school the next morning. I get called into Mr. Vincennes' office, oh. and he said, "You know that that could kill those monkeys. Giving those the, them that X lax could kill them. If you gave it to your friends, that could kill them and cause all kinds of get lower GI problems." And He's yelling at me like I'm sorry. I said, no, I didn't know that. I said, I'm sorry. That was a good answer. Detention. I got detention for it. So fast forward to 1970-something. Mm-hmm. And I got a monkey. I should have thought of this. Gilligan the monkey? Gilligan oh, the monkey. Gilligan. Yeah. I have a bad So you were the monkeys. professor in this relationship? Which one? You and Gilligan? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. He was my little buddy. Right. I was the skipper. Uh, oh, that's what I meant, the skipper. But he didn't die. I didn't feed him X-Lax. 
Oh, and he didn't die from eating overeating X Lax. He he died from le- me leaving him in front of the air conditioner for twelve hours. Yeah, you thought you were doing the right thing, but he he did have a weird thing about the eating stuff. When when Linda Bartle came over to my house, I was I had a crush on her. I was trying to impress her. Come on over to my apartment. I'm 19. I said, come see my monkey. That which had never worked prior to that. <laughs> she came over. She brought two. Now this monkey was 12 inches high. It's a little monkey. It's a capuchin monkey. She brings over two full bananas and a big bag of grapes. For this monkey, mm. <laughs> well, he tried to eat it all. You know, he he just kept eating and eating and eating and eating. You know, because all I ever gave him was X-Lax. <laughs> so all of a sudden, he he gets this funny look on his face, and he th- he pukes onto his little hairy arms. Oh. He was holding some more grapes in front of him. He's shoving the grapes in. All of a sudden, he goes bleh, throws up on his little arms, and then con- continues to eat the puke off of his own arms. <laughs> he because was monkeys are. St- so stupid. Oh, he was probably very bright. He, well, yeah. Anybody that pukes on their arms and then eats the puke off their arms is is, is obviously the, you know, <laughs> valedictorian of their class. Anyway, I, I just threw that in there because monkeys are weird with that stuff. That's why they ate the X-Lax. They had no idea what X-Lax was. They just, oh, something to eat and they ate it. And this Mikey memory has been brought to you by yeah. X-Lax. And I got uh, completely... Uh, Nobody knows more about yourself than you do. Like when you need a laxative, you're the first to know. Now you should know the active ingredient in X-Lax is phenolphthalein, which is medically proven effective. X-Lax is gentle and so easy to take. You can trust the X-Lax family of laxatives, chocolated and the unflavored pill, because they contain phenolphthalein, which is medically proven effective. That is so old. Everybody needs help now and then. You know. And you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Okay, we've now enough, I think enough bodily function talk, don't you guys think? Don't you guys think so? That's right. <coughs> Excuse me. That was enough. <clears throat> I, I have another brief message for you. This is really important for those of you that are losing your hair. Paul McCartney started me on this whole thing in 1967. When he sang that song, When I Get Older, Losing My Hair. Yeah. When I'm 64 is the name of the uh, name of the song and ever since then I've been just thinking about God I hope I don't lose my hair well you know come to be 30 years old I I, I notice I'm losing my hair it's on my pillow it's in the drain and it's not you know I wasn't completely bald but I was getting there on the top it was shiny up there shiny you could see it from space you could buff it if you were Jimmy Buffett I said what am I going to do well Dr. Robert Leonard of course had the answer this is back in 2003 Permanent Hair Restoration. Dr. Robert Leonard, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, five offices. Come in, we do the thing, and you have your own your own naturally growing hair back on your head. Look at that hair. And it's gonna match, head. it's gonna match your hair because it is your hair. Ha ha ha! Wow. Looks good, Mike. And it grows, you know, because that's that's and that's the end of it. And I don't think about it until I'm doing these commercials. It's the only time I ever think about it. I like the Lloyd Christmas uh, haircut you got. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> right. Actually, I was trying to imitate the guy. From, Does your wife uh, use a bowl? The, the guy that owns the uh, Raiders. Uh, I love his hair. But, Mark, Mark Davis? You go to, <laughs> go to HairDR.com. Check out the picture of all the celebrities that have had their hair done by Dr. Robert Leonard permanently. Permanent restoration. And, and the, the, the new man in town down there, too, is awesome surgeon Matthew Lepresti. Dr. Lepresti 
has learned, he goes worldwide to learn about the art of permanent hair restoration. I heard people go to him to get advice. They go to him for advice, constantly getting phone calls from people around the country. What about this? What about that? Yeah. Well, if you want to have it done right, and you do because it's permanent and it's your hair, okay? You don't want to be bald? Call 1-800-GET-HAIR. Ask for a free, no-obligation consultation with Dr. Lepresti. And you'll find an office near you in, uh, there's one in Newton, there's one in Warwick, there's one in Braintree, Boston, Salem, New Hampshire. And soon I'm going to have one in my neighborhood, just for fun. Uh, 1-800-GET-HAIR. Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, and they're all friends of mine, and I can tell you right now, you're dealing with really good professional people if you want the permanent uh, hair restoration. Did you watch the Yankee Red Sox game? Uh, don't uh, the whole series? Of it. <gasps> ouch, 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 ouch. The, uh, the bad calls by the, uh, the umpire <laughs> on that strike three, that he, you know, he's transferring the ball to his right hand. They, they said he dropped it. He didn't drop it. Then the guy who was up, who should have been strike three and sitting down on the bench, Aaron Judge, hits one out. I, it's unbelievable. The umpire, Joe West, get him out. The guy's senile. Joe West. Screw, screw the Red Sox and Yankees. I, we haven't even I'd talk- rather have Kanye West umpiring <laughs> that game. We haven't even talked about the biggest sports story Yet this week. Okay, Tom Brady's coming back, right? Go ahead, say it. Yeah, Tom Brady's coming back to town. So who's Tom Brady? What's the big deal? Um, who's going to win? More Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> you think so? Yes. You, you know, I, I sent you a text last week. Even though we have a lot of um, a lot of Patriots fans here in New England, I bet there are a considerable amount that are now Bucks fans just because of of Tom course, Brady. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I watch every Bucks game now because I want to see Brady win. Yeah. I, I like Brady. Yeah. You know, I mean, every dealing I had with him, he's nice to me. I like him. I mean, it's like we, we all we all respect him and thank him and love him for all he gave us here in New England. Yep. It's it is it painful to see him win for another team? Oh. Sure. Yeah. But you know, that's the way of the world. Joe Montana didn't stay in San Francisco either. We still and get Brett to watch Far- him though. We we get to see him no matter what team he's playing right, for. Yeah. Right. And I think Giselle said to him, "Tom, I think we should go to Florida." I'd like to live in Florida instead of New England. This is how she talks. Sound like a bad jerky yeah, voice. Was... Pablo, honey, please like, come know, to Florida. No, she doesn't talk like that because they would have been divorced by now. <laughs> no matter how beautiful she is, right? Uh, but it is interesting. But I'm look. Anyways, it always goes back to oh well, you know. Look at Brady since he left. He's successful in Belichick. <laughs> Not so much. If you lose your quarterback after 20 years, you know, you're going to have a, a difficult time replacing, yeah. especially since it's not just a quarterback. It's the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. But for people to say, well, that shows you. But see, it's not Belichick. It's Brady. It's both of them. Yeah. It's both of them. Because B- Brady didn't play defense. And, and the Patriots teams have – their defense has helped them quite a bit over the last 20 years. Wouldn't you agree? That's w- all Belichick. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, to be fair, he didn't play defense either. <laughs> That's really fair. I mean, if your yeah. argument is a lot that, of coaches play that, defense, is that Brady didn't play defense? Well, fight, well, no, didn't, but fight, didn't fight, fight. No, no, no. But the whose side are you on? Are you Team Belichick or Team Brady? Choose a side. I go fifty-fifty right no, down the middle. No, choose a side. No, I'm not, Bill. I'm gonna. I'll defend Belichick though. He's the greatest coach ever. It's statistically pure. It doesn't matter. By the Brady. way, yeah, I'm with you, Team I'm, Brady. You know. Brady. Other people have. Name, I'm not rooting for the Bucks. Name the no, second best coach in the history of football. Go ahead, Vince Vin. Lombardi. Okay, and did Vince Lombardi have a good quarterback? He had a pretty good one. Did he? Was there free agency back then? The quarterback stayed the whole time, didn't he? Nope. He, there was no free he agency. He stayed the whole time. 
Who else? Name the third best coach of all time. Uh, we'll go with Bill Walsh. Did he have a good quarterback? Yes, he did. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's always tied to your quarterback, but you, you, you maximize what you – by the way, the, the thing about Belichick that you have to remember is here's his disadvantage over the years of, with having Brady. He gets to draft last every single year or close to it, right, because they finish first or second. In the, he, that, that kills you. Yep. Strength of schedule. When the NFL makes up a schedule, they, they determine your next year's games based on how well you did this year. If you did really well, they give you the hardest schedule. If you did poorly, they give you the easiest schedule. So for 20 years, he had the hardest schedule and the lowest draft choice picks. You've got to give him a little bit of credit. <clears throat> give him credit. Go. No. All right. Thanks, Bill. You're the best. Let me tell you. <laughs> i got another seventh grade story for you. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, even someone as rugged and strong and physically fit as me gets bullied once in a while. Really? To this day? I don't believe it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm so sick of it. I, mean, I may have to quit my sewing club. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The uh, bullying happened to me early. Happened to me at Ealing. Same, same high, same one, the, the same school I was going to when I gave the, the X-Lex to the monkeys. Yes. As far as you last this long. <laughs> I think that school it, had a bad influence on you. Well, it clearly did. Yeah. Seventh grade. I was a. It was a bathroom. I used to go in the morning before school, and there, and there was this these two bullies who would hung, hang around in the bathroom, and they were eighth graders and they were assholes. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that one of their names right now. Oh, his name was Eugene Alecno. Oh, Eugene, that son of a bitch. When I'd walk in, he knew I was a little skinny little seventh grader. He'd say, "Get out of here! You can't come in here." Oh. Every day I'm like, ah, oh, now I gotta go all the way downstairs to go to the bathroom. Every day, he'd say, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he'd, get, he'd be threatening about it, you know, like uh, he's going to beat me up or something if I go into that bathroom. What were they doing in there? Well, they, I don't know. They were just probably smoke. They were just, they were assholes. Yeah. They didn't want you around. So oh, I, I happen really to blame him. I know. I became friends with this guy. He was a new transfer student from uh, 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 Columbia. Was he a kung fu expert? Well, he better than that. He was a. Big kid, eighth grade kid, a year older than me. His name was Hyder Orduz. Hyder. He was Colombian. Mm. And he was the nicest guy. He was one of my friends. I love the guy. I told him, I was at a basketball game. I said, These guys, you know Eugene Electno? He goes, Yeah, what about him? I said, He won't let me go in the bathroom in the morning. He says, All right. Uh, what time? Quarter of eight. I said, He said, I'll meet you there, quarter of eight. I'll be in the stall when he bullies you, you know. When he gives you shit, is what he said. <laughs> so this is a plan you made. He, How old he were you? He says, I'll come out of the, the stall. So I go in the next morning, same thing, quarter eight. Uh, I walk in. Eugene Alecno says, hey, I told you never to come in here again. All of a sudden, boom, the door kicks open from the stall, and it's Heido. And he comes out, and Eugene Alecno goes, oh, hey, hi, hey, Heido, how you doing? How you doing? Because you know, <laughs> they knew he was a badass. Yeah. And uh, every day after that, I could go in the bathroom, and no one said one word to me. Now, did did Heidel uh, tell these guys, you know, leave no, Mikey alone? No, he didn't say anything. He just he just came out of the stall, looked at them both, and then walked out with me. Oh. And it was the end of it. That's it, my uh, friend. What a great guy. Yep. And it was my friend right through high school after that. And that's what, part of the reason I learned Spanish. Beautiful guy. That's my bullying story. That was good. That was yeah. a good story. Now, shortly thereafter, I didn't want to be bullied as, a, as an adult, so I went to Shawsheen, Fire <laughs> <laughs> And no one bullies me now. That's right. Uh, last night, I tweeted out that Nolan Ryan, I think, was the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball. 
And I guess a lot of people say, oh, Greg Maddox, Tom Seaver. <laughs> giving me a hard time about it, you know, because they don't know that I'm, Ben knows that I'm Mr. Baseball. I know oh, it. I know that. So I thought about it and yep. I said. They made a great movie about him. Here. Nolan? No, about you, Mr. Baseball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew the one about me. I thought, I thought maybe. But that maybe. time you spent it's out in Japan. Time they make one about Nolan Ryan. And they had Tom Selleck playing you. <laughs> We're at the ballpark now. Uh, Nolan Ryan had 5,714 strikeouts in his major league career. You know who came in second with 1,000 fewer? The big unit. Randy, Randy Johnson. Let me tell you my big unit story. No, I'll tell you that some other time. Remind me to tell you the big unit story. Okay? Because I got kicked out of school for indecent exposure. I don't know if I told you this one. Yeah, they said it. Wait a minute. Indecent exposure? Indecent exposure. Now, I got kicked out of school for it. Which, which school was this? The same one? Yeah, it seems like a couple of inches were exposed, you know, <laughs> that sticking out of the bottom of my pant leg. And anyway, that's you a long story. You untucked it from your sock again, It's a didn't long you? story. It's a really long, long story. Yeah. But anyway, so... Uh, Oh, yeah, the big unit. So, Randy John... All right, no, okay, I'm, I digress. <laughs> Nolan Ryan is better than Randy Johnson. For why? Because, first of all, seven no-hitters. Yeah. The next closest person had four, and that's Sandy Koufax. You don't think that was luck? Seven no-hitters? <laughs> uh, Nolan Ryan had 222 complete games compared to David Price, who's got six lifetime. Mm. Um, Randy John... I mean... Uh, Nolan Ryan had 61 shutouts, and I said seven no-hitters. He had 18 one-hitters. Mm. It's like, what? He was the best pitcher ever, and he went forever and ever and ever. He, he finished what he started. He finished complete games. But the Nolan Ryan story I like the best is he was pitching in the process of pitching another no-hitter. I think it would have been his sixth at the time, and he had young 20-year-old future Hall of Famer Yvonne Rodriguez Yvonne. Was his catcher. Comes 20, up again. 20 year old kid, and Nolan Ryan's like 43. <laughs> so the 43 year old grizzled veterans on the mm -hmm. mound, pitching a no hitter. And his catcher, young, fresh faced Puerto Rican kid named Yvonne Rodriguez, was behind the plate. And they get to the ninth inning, two outs in this no hitter. And the guy gets a base hit with two outs in the ninth, breaks up the no hitter. Oh. After the game, they go to Ivan Rodriguez. He said, ah, that guy got a hit. What was the pitch there? Ivan goes, hey, he goes, I put down number one. He shook his head. I put down number two. He pitched it. The guy gets a base hit. They went to Nolan Ryan. He said, Nolan, Ivan says you shook him off on that hit that broke up the no-hitter. And Nolan goes, yeah, well, I did. He <laughs> says, but that wasn't the first time I shook him off all night. <laughs> That's a great answer. Um, but, of course, you see with the blood, you know, when he gets hit in the line drive, ricochets off his arm, hits him in the mouth. He stays in the game. He's got blood pouring out of his mouth. He probably needed a lot of stitches after that. Remember that? The picture I remember was, when the he picture? beat the snot out of Robin Ventura when yeah. he was 20 years I mean, older than he's Ventura. A, he's a rodeo rider guy. He's like, I mean, he's, a, he's the man. My favorite pitcher of all time, and that includes my best man in my wedding, Bill Lee. Oh. <laughs> you know, so, anyway. Um did I do the X-Lax story? Yep. Okay, good. Thank God, because I, I hate that story. I know. Uh, I want to finish with something really strong and powerful for our justice system. Really? Yeah, R. Kelly. 
Guilty on all counts. There you go. Isn't that great? Yeah. Took a long time. You want to talk about a world-class asshole? World-class piece of shit. Yeah. Rapist and, uh, you know, uh, kidnapper and just scumbag. And how did he stay out of jail so long? These charges were from how a long do, time ago. It's not just him. Like, Cosby and Harvey, all these famous guys. How did they stay out of jail for that long? Oh. Well, he, at, he, least, at least Cosby could pretend to be a nice guy most of the time. You know, R. Kelly is always an asshole. Yep. Yeah, but these guys were predators for decades. Yeah, I know. I mean, R. Kelly at one point when he was like 30 married Aaliyah and she was like 16. I mean, how is that not a red flag something's going on here? Yeah. yeah. How come no, no one ever mentioned Jerry Lee Lewis ma- ma- marrying his first cousin to him when she was 13? 13. That's right. I mean, did. I know his career kind of took a downward turn after that, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he didn't do any time. What year was that? It was like 58 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was back when, whoa. How that, but, you know, of course, then again, he was from the South. That's right. You know, but yeah. different rules uh, down there. Um, Might be different rules and different time. Still kind of gross, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, unless she's really hot. No, no, I'm kidding. Here's the thing. I have a, a a couple of announcements. We have. I can't make them yet officially, but we have a couple of really great guests coming up in the next ooh, few weeks. Really? Yeah. Wow. So all you people that are regular listeners to the podcast. Prepare now. Prepare now for some fabulous guests yeah. on the uh, Planet Mikey podcast. R. Kelly, live from prison. That's, oh. <laughs> he believes he can fly. That's right. Uh, uh, for Bill Smith and for Ben Cock. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Joe and Jerry with our closing number for the week. It's an oldie but goodie, I think. That's what they told me. Roses in the morning, and you to me are soft as summer rain at dawn. In love, we share that's something rare, Joe. The sidewalks in the street, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begin to crumble. But love will never die because we see the mountains tumble before we say goodbye. My love and I will be in love eternally. That's yours. That's the way, that's the way it's meant to be. All around, I see the purple shades of evening. And on the ground, shadows fall. And once again, you're in my arms so tenderly. The sidewalks in the street, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begin to crumble. But love will never die. Because we'll see the mountains tumble. Before we say goodbye, my love and I at Shaw's will be in love eternally. And that's the way, mm, that's the way it's meant to be, Joe. Here's your interlude, the instrumental part of this. I know who did this song. Four plus two. The sidewalks in the street. The concrete and the clay beneath my feet begin to crumble. But love will never die because we'll see the mountains tumble. Before we say goodbye, my love and I, John Jaha, will be in love eternally. And that's the way, that's the way it's meant to be. That's the way, sing it through. That's the way it's meant to be. Well, that's the way. That's the way it's meant to be, Joe. Oh, yeah, that's the way. That's the way it's meant to be. Got some concrete and clay in my underpants, Joe. 